Hey, Planbury listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. What's up, my degenerates? Welcome back to another episode of Plan Bree Uncut. Uh, happy Tuesday, or happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this fantabulous podcast on. I am... Um, sorry if this episode is a little short. I had the worst fucking anxiety. Motherfuckers, I have sat down and tried to record this episode at least 15 times today. No fucking joke. I've gotten like all the way to 40 minutes and I'm like, no, I fucking hate this. Delete, delete, delete. I just fucking hate everything that's coming out of my mouth because I hate myself right now because I have anxiety. And, um, if you've suffered from anxiety, which I mean, God, if you don't suffer from anxiety, I wish to fucking death I could be you and understand you and live in your shoes but they give um God gives his strongest soldiers his hardest battles and anxiety is definitely my hardest battle so I I really only get anxiety if I like black out or I go on a bender like I haven't had anxiety anxiety in since the call shore because I obviously that's where my anxiety like roots and stems. It's so fucking bad on those things. Uh, I can't even describe it. And this month, January, being my month off from touring, I've been trying to give myself a little break almost in a way, like only going into work when I have to, when I have to get my stuff done, um, not doing any extra things because I'm preparing for like the next five months, which are treacherous on my body. It's like so much work. I travel every weekend, like every weekend in February, I'm going to be gone and traveling, um, which is fine. I love it when I'm doing it, but it definitely like affects my like physical body and my um, mental health a lot. So I'm trying to like be normal during this month. And what's the bad part about that is being normal, like a normal 22-year-old, um, just means going out with your friends and getting fucked up all the time um, and then like just going to work because that's just what everyone in New York does. And my friends are um, actually horrible. Um, they're horrible influences. Uh, they are ruining my life. Um, I can't say no because I love them and it's fun and I like being stupid and doing stupid shit and being irresponsible. Um, but, uh, it's, I fucking hate though. I fucking hate them. I hate my friends. I hate my friends. I think we can all agree that we've all said this before. Like, dude, fuck. What if I wish I could just for like a week, my friends could be like fucking librarians or like a fucking, a a nun, I don't fucking know. Like just for like one week, give me some friends one weekend. Give me some friends where like they'll be like, let's go like fucking rock climbing. And I'd be like, yeah, we can pregame at my house. And then they'd be like, no, like you don't have to drink um, to to do everything. And I'd be like, oh, that's crazy. Really? And they'd be like, yeah, no, let's go rock climbing sober. And I'd be like, wow, this is crazy. I've never done something like this before. Whereas if I were to ask my regular friends, um, let's go rock climbing. Uh, we could pregame at my house. They'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll bring like 40 bags of drugs and, um, uh, we'll pregame six hours before so that we're blacked out by the time that we rock climb. Cause it will just be so funny and crazy. So that's where I'm at. Um, 
And I'm, I'm the same way. Like I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I have FOMO. I need to go out if my friends are out. It's a sickening disease. And then I wake up with crippling anxiety like I did today from the weekend. And I, cause I got triggered a little bit last night. Uh, let me tell you guys this story. Then we'll dive into a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about. But let me tell you a story about last night. I'm actually wearing what I wore to the fucking club. Um, pajamas. I wore pajamas to the club, slept in them, still wearing them right now. It's 4.30 the next day. Um, I woke up at 8 this morning. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know when you wake up too early after a night of drinking, but there's absolutely no going back to bed because it feels like there's like an elephant standing on your chest. You're freaking out. You're like, what the fuck? I just like feel like I feel like insane, an insane person right now. That's how I was this morning. So I wake up at 8. And I just mope around my apartment all day. Uh, I was supposed to go into work at two to record. And I knew that my anxiety was so bad. If I went into the office to record this, I'd probably have like a mental breakdown and cry, um, which is just embarrassing. So, I mean, it's great that I can work from home because I struggle a lot and sometimes I need to. Um, And like I said, like I'm trying to really like, it might sound bad, but I'm trying to like do the least I can this month because I'm just really gearing up for the next five months are going to be fucking crazy. And I, I just like after that, like with this DJing shit picking up and like the meetings and people I've been, my life is about to get fucking rocked and I'm going to be nonstop. So I'm really trying to take advantage of this month with just like doing the bare minimum um, because I'm going to be fucking going 200 miles per hour for so long and I foresee myself like burning out and I I just see I see that it could go very badly or it or it could go good and I think like by just doing the least this month maybe then it will be good um I'm very scared for my future (laughs) if we're being very quite honest um yeah, I'm very scared for my future. So, um, I wake up this morning, I'm like, fuck it. You know what? This is the worst anxiety I've ever had. Let me just think about all the stupid shit I've ever said. Let me just think about, you know, oh, what I did wrong last night when I was drunk or what I did, uh, wrong five months ago when I was drunk or how stupid I looked, you know, this one night that I blacked out. Let me just do that. Cause that makes me feel better. Right. So I wake up, I, I go through all that shit. I'm like chugging Gatorades. Um, I'm starving, but I, I can't eat. Cause you know, like I'll throw up and I'll feel like shit. And, um, yeah, just going back and forth doing that. Like I'm writing all these video ideas and, um, like editing shit. And I am sitting there. I look at it. I literally put my notebook out and I look at myself in the mirror. I was sitting at this desk. It was kind of mad, sad and embarrassing. Um, I, I'm writing all these like video ideas and like content ideas that I have for, uh, the tour and the spring tour, which I'm announcing on Friday. Stay tuned. Um, the schools, but I look at myself in the mirror and I look down and I just go, you're so fucking stupid. These are so fucking stupid. Like, I don't even know why anyone wants to fucking watch you. You're so fucking stupid. And then I look at myself and I start laughing and I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Nurse, she has gotten out again. You're fucking crazy. You're freaking me out, man. And um, then I went back into bed. Uh, And then I got out of bed because I couldn't sit in bed because all I could do was think. And I just walked around, went up, laid on my couch played with shit like you know when you're like on a phone call and you just like do the random shit like you'll be like all of a sudden you'll be like upside down walking on the ceiling like you literally could like walk 15 miles when you're on a phone call and like just be mad (laughs) you just do the weirdest shit um I'm saying mad like mad crazy mad embarrassing um ironically 
I think bringing the word mad back, like that's mad stupid, that's mad funny, um, that's mad brazy. I've been saying that one. I think it's funny and I'm not being serious. And I have, see, I have so such bad anxiety now that I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, that's mad embarrassing. I wouldn't want people to think I was actually saying like mad being mad serious, bro, because I'm just joking, bro, like it's mad funny. And um, I hope you guys are understanding where I'm coming from because I am all over the fucking place, but I have to be. And if I do get serious and talk with you guys right now um we already did two therapy sessions like the last two episodes I can't I can't do another one right now um because like right now is when I actually need it and that's when like trauma would come out and I'd start freaking out so um I'm sorry on your own behalf like you're probably like this girl needs an Adderall or uh, some NyQuil knock her out but um I was triggered this is where I was going with it and then I just ran off the rails I was triggered yesterday my anxiety was very much triggered so I'm at bounce I was at bounce in New York and I have my pajamas on that I'm still wearing and um sober I got there sober because I didn't drink during the day and we went at like 9 30 and uh, um uh, this girl comes up to me and like keep in mind I'm dead ass in pajamas like people are in dresses they're like this is like a club people are dressed all like nick couldn't get in because he had a jersey on and i was like first of all this doesn't make sense this is a sports bar take your jersey off please nick and um uh i'm in my pajamas and i fucking just feel stressed already because i'm sober in my pajamas in a nightclub um Vinny from the jersey shore was right next to us at our the table next to us and um i really wanted to say hi to him uh i definitely got starstruck by Vinny because that's that's my boy that's he's he's mad sick like it's fucking Vinny from Jersey Shore and um he looked fucking miserable he was like uh, I mean felt you bro like I was doing the same thing um but he was just on his phone the whole time and like looked mad sad and I um definitely was never going to actually have the balls to say hi can I get a picture or like anything like that but I wanted to and I looked at him and I was like damn that's fucking Vinny like you raised me man I wanted to tell him that but um no way in fucking hell. I would quiver up. I was like the first time I was like starstruck. Isn't that crazy? Like I'm, I've met and I continue to like meet very like famous people and shit. And I'm never like starstruck ever. I don't know why. Cause I just assume, I just, assume, I just like assume everyone sucks in real life because like a lot of famous people that I have met fucking suck. And, um, I just like try not to care about them anymore. But like Vinny, no way he could ever suck. And like he raised me Jersey Shore, anyone from that show, I would freak the fuck out. And I did. He, that was like the first time I've like ever really like fangirled in, in New York, like meeting someone famous and Jesus, there's so many famous people here. And I didn't even meet him. I just sat next to him and behind him actually. And, um, he had no idea I exist or that I was even there, but I was thinking about him and I really wanted to ask him for a picture, but I didn't. And, uh, you you look like you're having a bad time. I hope everything's okay. And I hope you had a good time, Vinny. Anyways, um, (laughs) dude, I feel so bad for you guys listening to this. And I fucking am sitting there. This girl comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, like, I love you, whatever. Um, my friend said that you're a fucking bitch. And then my other friend that met you said, no way. She's like the nicest person I've ever met. Like we had a conversation for 30 minutes. So here I'm like, what the fuck? Cause I pride myself. Like the one thing I always try to do, you can ask all my friends, ask anyone that's like really met me. Um, I make it a point to like have conversations with you guys when I meet you to like ask about you to like seriously just like be there and genuinely have a conversation with you because I mean, everything I do in life is 
all thanks to you guys. Like this life that I live is thanks to you all. So I enjoy taking pictures with you. I enjoy meeting you. I enjoy listening to your stories. And like I said, I pride myself in like being nice because I've met so many famous people. Not not that I'm famous because it sounds like I'm acting like that. Not that I'm famous, but I've met a lot of people that like I've looked up to or thought were super cool and like they're famous to me, I guess. And um, they suck in real life. And I never like that's the worst feeling ever to like really love someone and like watch all their shit or like look up to them and and then like just hear these stories and then meet them and then they suck and I don't want anyone to ever feel that about me because I know there's a lot of a lot of people that listen to this and like love me and then what if you met me and I sucked that would fucking suck so I make it a point to talk to you guys and be nice so when this girl comes up to me and tells me her friend tells thinks that I'm a bitch I was um of course I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, well, he mad sad. I was like, well, when did I meet her? And she goes Hoboken, um, at Green Rock. I was like, oh, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my God, I already had a podcast episode about that. When Rhea came on the pod, we talked about it. The only one and only time I've been to Green Rock was with Rhea. We blacked out. Um, I don't remember anything. And it triggered my anxiety so bad when she hit me with, you met her at Green Rock. I was like, oh my God, I was blackout. I still can barely even, I went out with like Rhea and a couple other people. I can't even associate with some of the people that I went out with that night because I was blackout and I know that I was talking to them, but I have no idea what I was saying. And I never want to be faced with that. I never want to know what I was saying. So um, I don't talk to people um, over that, like for no fucking reason. Like I do that. It's so bad. And, um, to hear that this girl was like, yes, she met you at, um, Hoboken and you were a fucking bitch. And I can't remember any of it. I'm like, oh my God, this is why I hate blacking out. And this is why my, like having a platform or like being a creator, whatever the fuck you want to call me an influencer. I don't know, doing what I do and already having pre like, uh, anxiety before all of this, prior to all of this following and shit. Um, and being a blackout menace and then getting a platform and like having people know who you are and like going out to a bar and I'm still the same. So like, I want to blackout and I'm like still with my friends. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have fun anyways. I'm not going to like change who I am. Um, like I'm not going to get help and like go to rehab. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, so I still like am the same and I'll like get fucked up with my friends and I'll just be stupid because I forget that like people are watching now and like people are going to talk about you. And it just, it just gives me this over incredibly overwhelming amount of anxiety and hearing that from that girl. Um, I was like, thank God your other friend met me and said I was nice because if I only knew about the bitch story, I'd literally fucking curl up in a ball and cry right now. So, um, not that you are, but if you are listening, um, or anyone that knows what I'm talking about from yesterday to the girl that I met, in Hoboken at Green Rock when I was blackout and I remember nothing. I don't want to remember anything. I'm sorry if I was a bitch. I'm not a bitch, but um yeah, so that triggered my anxiety bad and I've been thinking about like every time I've ever blacked out now today and it's just a horrible horrible feeling like anxiety is one of the hardest things to deal with when you are like a partier. And um I don't think there's anything wrong obviously with being a partier and I think there's it's like very stigmatized and people kind of like think you're a horrible person if all you like to do is like go with your friends and get fucked up and I genuinely believe like if you're just enjoying yourself and you're not like hurting anyone 
along the way, if you're not hurting yourself uh, included, if you're just like a person that likes to go out and have fun and you like to get fucked up, why, like, why is that a bad thing? Uh, I really don't understand like the whole stigma around it. Like if you're not a bad person and if you're not like toxic and like fucking up relationships by going out and having fun, like, I just really genuinely don't see the problem. Like, especially if you're productive, you have a job, get your job done, do your work, get your shit done, your life's together. Why can't you go out and party? Like what's wrong with that? And I think a lot of people associate like partiers and people that get fucked up and shit, like just like being shitty human beings, because that's kind of like the culture on social media that it kind of ties into. I feel like a lot of people that make like drinking and partying their brand also like say stupid stuff and like put their foot in their mouths a lot a lot of the time and like kind of give us all that bad rap right we're like um I feel like a lot of people that don't listen to Plan Bree or don't like know other shit that I do and just maybe follow me on TikTok or know about my college tours or like on YouTube or some shit they would probably think I'm like an idiot that like can't have a conversation or like that just like gets super fucked up every day and does like mad drugs. Like that probably is what I look like to a lot of people just because like I do party and the reality of it is like you can be so many things. Like you don't have to be just this one thing. And I feel like if you party and have fun, people just automatically label you as like, oh, you need to get your life together. It's very annoying. And um for the partiers like us that do have our life together and we do work and we do all this other shit and we get our shit done, but we do like to have fun. That's where the anxiety comes in really, really, really badly. Like you'll wake up on a Sunday and be like, oh my God, like tomorrow is reality. Like I have to face all of this. I have to do all of this. I have to get back into being like a normal fucking human being. I can't, I can't, it's the worst feeling. I cannot explain it. And then it goes away. It's like, it's so much chiller than fucking regular anxiety because you know that it's going to be over when your hangover is kind of over but um that Sunday or that Saturday or whenever the day is you fucking wake up after a night of drinking and you open your eyes it's like you're playing roulette like some mornings like I could black out and wake up It'll be like that one lucky day, that one lucky blackout or that one lucky fucking party night that I could wake up and like, I feel good. And I'm like, oh, if I just go surround myself with my friends and I don't think about it, I can avoid this anxiety. Maybe I keep it going. I go to fucking brunch, have a couple of mimosas. Uh, I'll be fine. I can avoid the anxiety. And then there's other mornings where you just wake up. The second you open your eyes, you're like, what have I done? what did I do? Who am I? What the fuck? And like in reality, a lot of the time you did nothing stupid. And this is how I kind of talk myself off of the ledge with my anxiety or how I used to kind of like before the platform, like me having followers and shit happen. Cause it's, it's just, it's a lot scarier and worse when like people like say I was being like a blackout idiot or like doing something stupid at a bar or like people could like take a video of me and then like post it and and then I feel shitty and then I feel like I should never go to a bar again and like have fun because I feel like like someone's watching me um so before the followers and shit this is how I would kind of talk myself out of my anxiety because I used to get it really really fucking bad before all this too 
realistically, like when you go out and you party and like you go to the bar, whatever, you're in a place where everyone is drinking. Everyone is drunk. You know, sober people don't go out to parties really or like go out to the bar. So you're like surrounded by a bunch of people that are there with the same motive. Go out, have fun, uh, drink a little, do whatever the fuck they do and then go home. And when they wake up, they feel the same way as you do. So when you have these conversations when you're blacked out with people and they're also drunk, you're not sounding or looking as stupid as you would to a sober person, right? Like when I'm having a conversation with another drunk person, it's it's chaotic, it's horrible, it's two idiots yapping, but we think we know what we're saying and we think this is good and we think this is like a real conversation. We think we understand each other. Like we like get it. And when you wake up and you feel black and you feel like, oh my God, that blackout anxiety, what the fuck did I say to these people? Did I look stupid? Did I make myself look like an idiot? Remind yourself that they were also drinking. And when you're drunk, you know, you can kind of convince yourself that like, oh, this is groundbreaking. This is amazing. Like this conversation is crazy. I totally understand you. Like when you're drunk, anything really flies. Like nobody is ever like looking stupid when you're drunk. When you're drunk, you're just like accepting everything. You're trying to understand people. You're just, I don't know, you're more open and you're not as judgmental when you're drunk, unless you're a mean drunk. I don't know. But like when I'm drunk, I could talk to anyone really, truly. And I could like think what they're saying is amazing and it's fucking groundbreaking when in reality it's nothing it's stupid if I was sober I could never have that conversation right so when I wake up and I feel that anxiety and I'm like what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck man what did I say I try to remind myself that the people around me were also drinking the people around me were also partying you know no one's judging you as hard as a sober person would Okay, like sober people are very judgmental. I like to believe and I've conditioned myself to believe that drunk people are very open and um, not as mean as sober people. Um, Because when you're drunk, your mind is just open and you're willing. And um, if I'm sober and I have a drunk person yapping in my face, then I would judge them. Maybe I'd be like, oh, you're so annoying. I hate this drunk bitch. (laughs) Like, Like me, if I tried to talk to drunk me, sober me. I would hate her. I'd be like, shut up. What are you saying? Why is your hair purple? People keep coming up to me and be like, why is your hair purple? I'm like, the fuck? I don't, just because your your hair's like in the hair color palette, like a blonde, I don't just come up to you and say, why is your hair blonde? That's like this literal same thing. What do you want me to say? Why is your hair blonde? Oh, because I, uh, I like it blonde. That's what I would fucking say. Why is your hair purple? Because I wanted it to be purple. <laughs> I feel like I'm dissociating and I am freaking the fuck out. My anxiety is skyrocketing and I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I didn't even black out this weekend. I don't know why it is so bad and I don't know why I feel the way that I do, but um I think like good ways to get over anxiety and feel a little bit better cuz you know, it really doesn't go away until the hangover and the next day really. Um I think good ways to like get over it a little bit and uh, move in the right direction are talking to your friends that you went out with or um, being with someone because when you're alone and you have anxiety, you hate your life, you hate yourself and there's no one that can like talk 
you through it and like be like, dude, I feel the same way. It's fine. It's very good to have anxiety together with a group or with a partner. It's very, um, it's very good when it's like exposure therapy, like it's just a bunch of people with anxiety in a room talking about how stupid they feel. It makes you almost feel better. It's like, okay, I mean, I'm stupid, but so is, so is he. So, you know, I don't feel as bad. It makes you feel better when you know other people are feeling the same way as you, especially with anxiety. So like, don't ever be alone with your anxiety. Uh, like I am right now and doing this fucking podcast because it's not a good feeling. Then you're in your own head. You have no one to bounce off of. Uh, you feel stupid. I feel stupid. I feel very stupid today in speaking. I feel like none of my words are making sense and that my brain is mush and mash, but I think uh, surround yourself with people. Definitely try to joke about it. Don't get serious about it. Um, Remind yourself that everyone was drunk. You know, people are going to forget about it. And try to remind yourself that you are uh, the most judgmental person towards yourself that exists. No one is ever going to judge you as hard as you judge yourself. So realistically, maybe just like hate on yourself and be like, "Uh, eh, other people aren't really going to care. Maybe for my own good. I'll better it, but who cares what other people think? Everyone gets drunk. Everyone says stupid shit. Uh, You just got to remind yourself that and just like tell yourself, okay, yeah, this sucks if it won't go away. Um, But when this hangover is gone and tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to feel like a million bucks. So let's just get through it and power through it. That's how I deal with my anxiety. Um, Or I just uh, record a podcast episode and freak out. I've literally recorded this fucking 500 times and I low-key want to start over again, but I'm not going to do that to myself or to... um, people that work on this podcast because it's coming in pretty fucking late but there are some other things I want to talk about um I'm low-key being canceled on TikTok for something that just didn't even happen and I was going to address it on TikTok but I don't know I like deadass don't even fucking care like I don't care what people think they know or like their motive or narrative that they make up because I know it's true and you can't convince, like you can't just make someone believe you or like know that you're telling the truth. So it's like, why would I even try? Especially with all the ignorant people on TikTok that are just like looking to um, say mean things towards people and like looking to cancel someone or be hateful. There's really no um, changing people's minds, especially when they're like just horrible people like that. So basically what people are saying on TikTok is that I tested positive one day and then the next day I... um went out and just partied my ass off, which uh, is just didn't happen. It's crazy. I tested positive on Monday and I took these eye health um, COVID tests. I posted it on my Instagram story and every single reply was, these are always false positive. Uh, I would go get like a real rapid test or I would go get an antigen, whatever you get when you go to the doctor and actually get a test on, like not an at-home test. And I was like, fuck it. I bought two boxes of these tests and they were both, um, there was two in both boxes. So fucking stupid. I bought two thinking there's one in each box. There were $30 each. I spent $60 on fucking COVID tests. I felt like an idiot, but anyways, so I get two boxes. There's two in each. I take two. They like say positive or the first one says positive. The second one kind of does. Um, not as much, but I was like, okay, if one of them says positive, then it's got to be positive. And then, uh, I get all of these DMS that's saying like they're false positives, whatever. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to quarantine use this as a little, uh, another little break. I get to stay home. I can clean my apartment. I'll work from home. Uh, and I didn't really feel 
anything besides being tired. That's all I really talked about was uh, that it was super nothing. Like I posted on my story, this is fucking nothing. Uh, nothing compared to the flu because I had the flu over Christmas. You guys knew that. And uh, I uh, was just tired, but I'm low-key tired all the fucking time. So I could have really just blamed it on that. But I was like, fuck it. Let me just run with the fact that I have COVID. I'd never gotten COVID before. I kind of want to feel special. And um, I'm getting super paranoid about it because I've gone to all of these colleges. I do these tours. I'm literally like fucking immune to COVID at that. At, the, at this point, I was thinking I'm like fucking immune to COVID because I do so much. Like I should have been the first person to have it. And I just always has, have escaped it. And I'm just like super paranoid. I'm like, okay, everyone's saying that it's false positive, that these tests aren't real, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to I'm just going to test again because I have two more tests. So I test again on Thursday, have the screenshots, have the pictures of my negative test from Thursday with timestamps and everything. Um, I didn't post about it because I had already posted that I had COVID. What am I going to come out and say? No, I don't have COVID. Like what? And anyways, it's Thursday. So that's day four of the five day quarantine that you're supposed to do uh, with the fucking CDC new guidelines. It's five days. That's literally the CDC guideline now. Um, so it's day four, it's Thursday. I'm like, all right, fuck it. And I knew I didn't have fucking COVID, whatever. This was like, this was all big hoax. But then, um, I, I stayed in regardless on Thursday. Cause I mean, I was already home for the week. I was like, didn't have anything to do. Didn't have any plans. And, uh, Friday comes along. My friends are like, want to go out? I'm like, yeah, I was just in all fucking week for no reason because I had fucking fake COVID. And even if I were, if I had COVID, and like the negative one was somehow false, which is there's no false negatives, <laughs> like the percentage for false positives. It's just like it didn't make any sense why people were acting like I got COVID on Monday and then went to a club on Tuesday. It was just ridiculous. It was like five days, regardless if I had COVID or didn't. The quarantine was up. So I don't understand. I'm like, I'm not following, um, but I didn't even have fucking COVID. So it doesn't fucking matter. I'm just going to wait for the 12 year olds. Cause all 12 year olds who are like, oh my God, you're a super spreader. You're just like out here killing people. Like what the fuck? Like if I really thought I had COVID or was, or was killing people, you think I would really go outside and especially like it was a five day quarantine. The five day quarantine is up. It's so crazy that people just like want you to be in trouble or like want to see people be canceled. It's so crazy. And I could go on TikTok and like do screen record and show my fucking timestamps and all that. I should just do that for you guys instead of like, actually I'll, should I just do it on Instagram? Like TikTok is such a fucking hate filled app that I don't even want to defend myself on it. I'm just like, let them tear me apart. Let them forget about it and cancel the next person for probably something fake as well or just something stupid. And then uh, we'll move on with our day. Like even like addressing it is like feeding into it. And like, I'm just, I'm just simply not feeding into it. So um, yeah, that was that. And uh, that also is making my anxiety probably worse because like I said, it's the worst feeling to like, you know, what actually happened or like you literally have proof of what actually happened but people are still going to tell you that you're lying it's the worst fucking feeling and this happened with like all the when uh i was getting shit for the trisha paytas only fans shit like oh it's just so much and on top of anxiety it's just like a bad fucking day so um yeah let's talk about kanye west though for a second that's a crazy little uh transition because um this whole julia fox 
thing, right? Like Julia Fox, she's been around. I think people don't understand that she's like pretty like established in that world. Like she hangs out with those type of people. She's been doing it. She's been in the scene. She's always been very, um, honestly like fucking crazy. She's like in a cool way. I don't know. Like she's very, um, different and open and always like big on the sex appeal, which I mean, yeah, look at her. And she's just always been very eye catching and always doing crazy shit in the media. Like she knows what she's doing. And that's, that's what I mean when I say she's crazy. Like she does shit purposely to make it as far as she did till today. Like she made her name for herself and did a lot of crazy shit along the way. Um, seriously, if you don't know a lot about Julia Fox, you should deep dive on her because she's an interesting fucking character. Like she has been in some crazy shit, like done crazy shit. She like had this art show where like she did everything with blood. It's her own blood. I'm pretty sure. Like it's like fucking crazy. She's been doing a lot of insane shit for a while. So like to see her with Kanye, um, it's like almost like I kind of get it. Like it's clearly a ploy, right? Like Kanye is obviously still in love with Kim and I think Kim's still in love with Kanye. I think um, Loki, and I don't know if people are going to like this take, but I think like Kim is so used to being in the spotlight, like so used to being in the spotlight. She's like the number one sister. She's the Kardashian. She's um, Kim. She wants to be talked over more, talked about more than her sisters ever are. She's like the forefront, the face of the Kardashians. And recently, I think Courtney kind of low-key like has been stealing her spotlight in a way, like with all of her Travis Barker shit, like, and then uh, Kylie's Travis Scott shit. Like, I feel like no eyes were really on Kim. And I think Courtney was really having like her fucking moment and she was the main Kardashian that anyone really cared about. And I think Kim was low key a little jealous and she did this peach shit. Right. And, um, now she has all this Kanye and Julia shit. And I think she's like loving it because no one like cares about Courtney and Travis Barker anymore. They're like, ah, I don't know. Like what the fuck is Kim and Pete doing? What the fuck is Kanye and Julia? Like what's Kanye and Kim up to? I think Kim low key, was jealous and wanted her moment back because she is the moment and she took it right back from fucking Courtney. And that's why I think that Kim is still in love with Kanye and that like her and Pete are like just a fling, not a real thing. Um, I don't see that foresee that happening for a very long time only because like she has her kids with Kanye and they have such like this strong foundation and like all this love and their families are so orientated like fucking he lives across the street now or he bought the house across the street like I just don't see him ever like letting go almost almost like fucking Scott and Courtney were for a while where like you could tell they're still so madly in love with each other but it just wasn't working I think it's gonna be Kim and Kanye um like that but it's gonna end up working and they're gonna get back together and it's gonna be like a big thing and um maybe when they fall out of the news and like someone something else is going on and nobody's talking about them then they'll get back together so that the eyes can be back on them like it's really crazy because you never know what's real and what's fake in that world and it's so 
weird that we care. Like, isn't it so fucking weird that we care so much what they're doing? And like, you could say, I don't fucking give a shit, but it's interesting. And we're going to talk about it. You're going to know about it because other people are going to talk about it. But it's just like these random people that are rich and have crazy lives, I guess. And we sit here broke and talk about them and care. Like, we care about them and we know things about them. Isn't that so fucking weird? I just simply don't understand it. It's so crazy to me. And like, even like just TikTokers and like, even you guys listening to this podcast, I guess it's a little different because it's a podcast, but like, because I'm talking about other things, not really myself, I guess. Um, But like, I would die to get a podcast of like Kylie Jenner and just like listen about her life. I would love for her to like do this and just strictly talk about herself, her growing up, like her friends, her life, the shit that she bought. Like, it's just so crazy that we care. It's only because they have money too. Like nothing would be cool unless they had money. Nothing they did, they wouldn't be cool. They wouldn't be hot. It was just so, it's so fucking bizarre that money has so much power. And uh, I think that kind of is like Kanye and the Julia Fox girl. Like, I think it's just a little, they're having their moment. She's enjoying it. I think he's enjoying it. I think he's also, you know, trying to get back at Kim I think he's a little crazy and I think she's a little crazy and I think like low-key like it works but I I don't think he will ever stop like loving Kim I don't know is that stupid like I feel like he just like really fucking loves her he she shit on Pete Davidson and his new song he bought the house across the street he's dating a girl that literally like got the same BBL that Kim did and it's pretty obvious what's going on here I mean why the fuck do we care though, right? Who knows? It's weird. I really care though and I love it. It's very interesting and I will continue to talk about it for a very long time. Um, But I did ask you guys to call in with your most embarrassing stories and I think it kind of goes with the anxiety a little bit. So I want to play a couple of those. We're going to save more for next week, but I want to throw in a couple because they're so fucking good. So let's listen to a couple of your guys' embarrassing stories to end it off. And uh, then I'll send you guys on your way. And hopefully it wasn't as painful. And my ADHD ridden mind right now wasn't that bad because I have anxiety, anxiety about this episode now. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I feel like I, I hate this. It's the worst feeling. And you guys know exactly how I'm feeling if you've ever had anxiety. Like, I just feel like I can't breathe and that I'm going crazy. Okay, let's do some voicemails. Okay, the first voicemail we're going to do is called Bloodbath at Job. Let's get into this. Hey, I have a lot of really embarrassing things that have happened to me. Um, but really the first thing that came to mind was when I was um, a corporate bitch and I was working for TJX company and I had my first huge meeting at the corporate headquarters. Um, I didn't realize I was supposed to get my period that day so I got up from the board meeting from the tan suede swivelly chair and I left a huge uh, murder mess on the seat. Um, It was really embarrassing. It really took up the whole seat. It was like, I don't know why my period was so heavy that specific day. I think God was just trying to like really fuck with me. But yeah, so that was pretty embarrassing. You know, laughed it off though. Definitely cried in the car ride home. Um, in the moment though, when everyone was around, had to laugh it off, bro. Had to. No other choice. Um, I love you. You're so fucking funny. Tell your friend Grace 
to stop ignoring my DMs, bro. I was in New York City this weekend. I wanted to take her out for a drink. We have mutual friends. It's not that creepy, but the bitch ignored me. She has one more chance. I'll be up mid-February. My name is Grace Elizabeth Pomfret on Instagram. Love you guys. Have a good day. This is actually my worst fucking nightmare. I think every girl can attest to this just because like, I don't know why it's like, obviously it's embarrassing regardless. Like if you leave anything on the seat when you fucking get up, but like periods happen and it shouldn't be as embarrassing as it is. But that is my biggest fucking fear, especially at a corporate job, your first big meeting. I low key kind of had something. I've never even said this out loud. This is like, I'm like getting secondhand anxiety thinking about it again. Okay, so my sophomore year, was it sophomore or freshman year of high school? I like didn't know how to put a tampon in until I was low-key like fucking 18. Like dead ass, it, it was never working. Like I didn't know. I really realistically didn't figure out how to put a tampon in until like j- end of junior year, senior year. Um, In the beginning, bitch, I... I they weren't going in they weren't working and I was bloody massacred like her like a fucking the heaviest period ever and whenever I would get my period during school I knew I had to bring a change of pants I had to like fucking I would sit on my backpack when I like knew I had my period because my tampons never worked and (laughs) I was taking fucking what is that stupid test you take like the uh before PSAT yeah PSATs like the practiced SATs and bitch, you can't go to the bathroom. Like you can't get up. Like if you're sitting down and taking that test, you're sitting down and taking that test. There's no leaving the room. I think it's like four hour test, three hour test, sit down, take the test. I have my period. I have my fucking tampon clearly not in. And, um, uh, I just know, I know, you know, like when you're low key scared that you're going to bleed on the chair, like bleed, whatever you're sitting on, like you sit strategically so that like your butt doesn't hit the chair. You sit on your foot a little bit. I was trying to do that the whole test. Legs were falling asleep. Uh, I finally was just like, you know what? Maybe I'm just paranoid. Let me just sit down. I get up after this fucking test and it is a pool of blood. I can feel it. Uh, I can feel it like it's, I had black jeans on, thank fucking God. But the seat was navy blue also, thank God. And everyone's like getting up so excited to leave the room. I got up. I immediately went to the fucking gym, looked at the chair covered in a pool of blood. I went to the gym, changed my pants, didn't have any more tampons, fucking went home. And to this day, I think that my teacher, um, the teacher that was doing the fucking test, I think she covered for me and cleaned it up off the chair so that no one would make fun of me. And thank fucking God if she did do that, because in high school, that's probably would have been the end of my life. So um, I feel you, girl. That's fucking horrible. And probably top three most embarrassing things for a girl is to bleed publicly on a seat. So uh, uh, I feel you. Let's do the next one is yakking on dick. One time, well, hey, Ray, so nice to see you or talk to you. But my most embarrassing moment was one time when I was 16 years old, I was literally blackout drunk at a party. I don't know why I was so fucked up at 16. I was, and I remember I just ate a whole bunch of food. I don't know why, but then this guy went to go to whatever the car, and I was giving him head. And I threw up all over his dick, and I think that was the most embarrassing moment of my life. Five years later, now we're friends, so it's fine. But that's the most embarrassing. Anyways, love you guys. Love you too, girl. Um, that's also a big fucking fear because what do you do? 
Like it just kills the whole vibe. You're definitely not fucking after that. Like what do you say? I would get up. I would scoop the puke off. I would like probably put it in my pockets because I'd be freaking out so much and I would leave. I would leave wherever we were. I would leave and I'd say, I'll talk to you when I'm ready. And I would leave and I would never talk to that person again. But I handle embarrassing situations very poorly. I, I do. I On the outside, it, it might be good, but in my head, um, it's like the end of my fucking life. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst, especially like shit like that where you just there's no controlling it. Like I don't get embarrassed very easily, but like if I throw up on a dick with like a new guy I was seeing or um, I bled on a seat in a conference room in front of all my bosses. Um, yeah, no, that car ride home it might might be hitting uh, might be hitting a pole purposely. So I'm very glad you guys are friends and you got over it, but that's fucking awful. And I, I don't know how I would react in that situation. Uh, definitely fucking embarrassing. Okay. Let's do shit pants. Guys, it's about the time I shit myself at a party. It's really fucked up. Um, I just wasn't feeling good. And I went outside to throw up. As I threw up, I simultaneously shit my fucking pants. <laughs> and, um, I had nowhere to go. My friend drove me to this party. Um, it was like an upstate New York party, so like whatever. Um, they don't where to go. I have no one to call, no help, right? You know, I, I go into all the uh, cars in the driveway looking for a pair of pants, something, like just fucking something. Nothing. Can't find anything. Um, then, uh, oh, I found a pair of shorts in my friend's trunk, and I com- uh, immediately have to you know, go to the upstairs bathroom in this house. Now, it's a nice house. Uh, you know, the all the girls are downstairs, my friends downstairs and everything. The person's parents are in the kitchen, you know, whatever. Um, I'm in this upstairs bathroom, like just trying to situate myself. It's so bad. Everything's just so bad. Not working out for me. Um and um I, I get the shorts on, whatever. I'm probably in there forty five minutes. Take a while. I, I return back to this party downstairs. I'm in, you know, no boxers, just straight up shorts. And I'm walking around, I'm hanging out for a while, and, like, I'm blending in, like, no one really noticed. And then someone, like, finally says it was a bit of a fist, I'm like, shit. And I'm like, ah, nah, 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 all right, whatever, I'm going to be low with it, I'm going to be low with it. And I'm going back to this party, I'm like, yo, really, like, something bad happened in here. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope nobody noticed it now that I have the different pants on. And uh, uh, <laughs> this girl from high school that I had cheated on my high school sweetheart with at this party. And um, basically me and her had a bad falling out too, like from that whole situation in high school. Um, I shit myself and I'm laying next to her. We're cuddling and shit. Like she's going through route too. And I'm like, oh my God, if only this girl fucking knew that I smell like shit and this is me. Um, yeah, so I never got caught. So, I mean, as embarrassing as it is, this is probably going to be what outs me. So, <laughs> kind of hope I don't make the episode. Anyway, I hope you guys laugh. <laughs> um, I met you this weekend. You shouted out my brother on TikTok. Thanks. Not TikTok. My Snapchat. <laughs> That's fucking incredible and even like you should have never told that story and obviously grace picks these voicemails out for me and obviously because you said you hope it doesn't make it that that's why it's fucking in the episode but that's fucking awesome and i'm like i'm so shocked that you never got caught i would be like I said before with the other fucking stories, I would be gone. I would leave immediately. I would run to the woods. Worst case scenario, like I'd probably get lost. It would be fucking horrible. You chooked it out. Uh, but I'm picturing you trying to find <laughs> fucking 
pants in everyone's cars while you literally are covered in shit and you're like the the sheer panic i just couldn't even imagine oh my fucking god that's awesome i'm glad you never got caught hopefully this doesn't get you caught either let's do uh, one more voicemail because these are fucking incredible embarrassing stories are are so fucking awesome and it's great that we can laugh about it too all right this is wedgie boy hey Bree. that's what i'm saying you know big fan of the show keep up what you guys are doing you and o'malley kill me every week but i just wanted to say i have a pretty good embarrassing moment i mean it's pretty fucking embarrassing so a while ago right i mean you know when i was younger like probably like between like 20 i'll just say that age right um i was, I was you know fucked around with a bunch of my friends and shit right so we were just running around doing shit you know like guys would do and stuff so obviously we were trying to get get into this one place and the guy and there's this fence right but the, but the fence is like closed and shit, so we have to hop the fence. So me being the me being the dumbass, I try to jump the fence, and my shorts get caught on the fucking fence, and I'm sitting there, kidding you not, butt half naked, with the worst wedgie ever, and just sitting there dangling in pain, and then my friend sit there fucking laugh and then they held me down i mean everything was ripped it, it, it was just it was just a shit show so i hope you use this one it's fucking funny as hell i hope i can make you and grace laugh so uh keep up the good work guys love you love you too great fucking story uh getting <laughs> i mean like that's like public shame you're just fully out wedgied out everyone's looking at you you're everyone's clearly laughing at you that's fucking brutal and actually something similar loki not me but to my cousin kind of happened to him he was a very small child and um his friends picked on picked on him a lot and he was at a baseball game on on one of those fences like the chain link fences and he would like climbed up halfway and his boys pulled his pants down while he was on the fence like mid fence so like he couldn't if he let go he would fall to the ground and he was just standing there with everything out on the fence it was a really really bad day for him like in the friend group like he was he's got to be like he was 10 when it happened so like that's like triggering everyone's just pointing making fun of him um so I can feel you on how embarrassing it is because I remember dealing with my cousin when that happened to him and how traumatic uh it was but yours sounds a little less serious than his so I'm glad yours kind of turned out to be funny and not uh, a traumatic uh, core memory from your childhood <laughs> but that's it for voicemails uh, I love when you guys call and you have the best fucking stories we're going to do some more voicemails every week with new themes so um, I'm excited also I'm sorry if this episode was all over the place I my anxiety is so fucking bad and and uh, I need need to get an episode out to you guys. And I think like Loki, though, it all works. And we talked good and an and authentic anxiety episode where I'm actually going through the anxiety is it's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. And we all go through it. So why not talk about it? Uh, that's all for today. My degenerates always remember to stay true to yourself. Be whoever you want to be. Party hard and fucking sleep when you're dead. I'll talk to your asses next Tuesday. <laughs>